Welcome to You Not Alone Podcast Show. This is your host, Danny Hampton, coming to you with another uplifting message of hope and inspiration. Boy, I hope that you're doing good because your boy's doing well. Let me tell you something, family. I'm pumped up. I'm excited today to talk about the goodness of the Lord. I want you to stay encouraged. I want you to know that God is working things out for you today. I'm back in the series. Guess what? What God has for you is for you. No one can take it. No devil in hell can take what God has for you. We'll look and examine the life of Joseph as we go into part two. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 39, verse 40. Like I said, I wake up every day with the hopes of encouraging someone to continue to fight the good fight of faith, continue to trust in Jesus Christ, because guess what? He's a way maker. Guess what? He's a life. He's a life saver. He's a game changer. So we're going to be in Genesis chapter 39. Like I said, this season, we're praying for the persecuted church, asking God, wherever the gospel is preached and where the church is being persecuted, we're asking God to take the persecutors and make them into believers in high ranking places so that nations will open up to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who went to Calvary for you and me. And so let's pray, oh, precious Father, in the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ. I just thank you for the day. I glorify you and magnify you, honor you. Father, we thank you for what all you do, Father. You know, Father, that you're going to bless and protect the church, Father. But I pray for everyone, Father, today that needs a touch from you. Father, I pray, send your Holy Spirit unto people, Father. Let it resonate in them so they'll know that they have you inside of them and that they can walk out in victory. I pray, Father, right now for anyone who needs a financial need, a physical health need, whatever they stand in need of, Father, restoration and relationships, Father, I pray that you do it. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Let me tell you something, family. I'm pumped up today. I'm excited what God is getting ready to do in the believer's life. You know, uh, one of the great things... Uh, about serving God is knowing that he's capable and able. He can do everything that needs to be done. You know, this cross that I wear, this cross is given to me by somebody who's a Christian who lives in Palatine. And so uh, we pray everywhere around the world for peace and joy and love. And let me tell you something. God can do everything and anything. God is a God of mercy. He's a God of grace. And so, like I said, what God has for you is for you. So let me tell you something. God can touch you wherever you at. Did you hear that? Because, you know, as I said, the cross that I wear right here, it's right there in the Middle East, given to me personally by a friend who went to church there. And so let me tell you something. God can save. He's capable of saving. He's capable of delivering. I know you got problems. That's why I want you to know what God has for you is for you. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 39. See, I got the word of God with me. We're going to be in chapter 4. We're going to be looking at, guess what? Joseph, like I said, the last time when I talked to you in part one, I talked about him being sold into slavery, about the dreams and how his brothers and them couldn't stand him. And then how he was bought by Potiphar and how he was even thrown in prison because Potiphar's wife lied on him because she had lust in her heart for him. But as I want to continue the story of Joseph, I want you to know, even though there was all kind of discouragement, all kind of things happened around him, but God was capable and able, guess what, to bring it to pass. Did you hear it said? To bring what God's purpose and plan has for you, that it can't be stopped. I understand. And check it out. I want you to know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind is on God's heart and mind as well. As you look at Joseph's life, I want you to see 
it seems like things don't get better, but they do get better in the process of time. I want you to understand this. God is a multiplying God. God is a God of time. God is a God of time and purpose. If you read Isaiah 60, 22, God said, when it's time, he will bring it to pass. So whatever God has purpose in your heart, heart understand this. He's going to bring it to pass. Now, God is going to always use dreams with Joseph. Is you go back to Genesis chapter 37, you're going to see it started with a dream. God communicate with him and drink the dream. That's what God did. And if you go look in the book of Numbers chapter 12, you'll see that when Miriam and Aaron talk about Moses, God speaks about how he speaks in dreams. But Moses, he spoke to him face to face. In Genesis chapter 39, we're going to see, guess what? Everything that God does is strategic. Did you hear it? Everything God does is strategic. He's doing a strategic move in this man's life. Did you hear it? This strategic thing that God is doing, he's laying the foundation. Because before the foundation of the world, God knew that he was going to send Joseph into the world. That Joseph was going to be that person who was going to feed the whole world by faith and belief in God. God is the answer to the problem that you have right now. Understand this prayer is the most powerful weapon on the face of the earth. Like I said, this podcast show started August 2020. One person, just me. This podcast is over in 50 different countries all around the world because of God, because this message is about Jesus Christ. It ain't about Danny Hampton. It ain't about the church I passed in the city of Chicago called Christ Redeemer. It's all about Jesus Christ. It's about the love of Jesus. And I'm going to talk about Jesus to the day that I die. Guess what? Uh, on all the outlets that I do post, like I post on LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, uh, I do uh, look prayers on TikTok, uh, Instagram. Let me tell you something. Not everybody is pleased when you talk about God. Sometimes there's going to be some people that are going to come to you. They're going to say all kinds of things, but you got to keep on fighting the good fight of faith. And so as we get ready, let's go to Genesis chapter 40. Let's start in verse 1. Understand this. It says, sometime later, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their master. Did you hear that? All this is strategic by God. Understand this. Everywhere Joseph is going, he's learning how to run a government. Check it out. And the pharaoh was angry with his two officials, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker. And he put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guards. In the same prison where Joseph, did you hear The same prison Joseph was confined. Did you hear All orchestrated by God. Did you hear Everything orchestrated by God. Did you hear that? Everything is orchestrated by God. want you to see it. I want you to know it. Everything is orchestrated by God. Let me tell you something. God can do it. I want you to understand that God is a God of purpose, a God of love, a God of grace. Check it out. Did you see it? Here we go. And it says this. In the same prison where Joseph was confined, the captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph, and he attended them. See, everything God is doing is incubated right there. Did you see it? Won't you see it? God has everything set up. Understand this. Who bought Joseph? It was Potiphar, right? He was the captain. He was over the prison that belonged to the Pharaoh. You see how 
you, you see how God lines things up. He sold them to the person that was going to put them in the right place. Because what God has for you is for you part two. I want you to see it. Don't want you to be discouraged. I want you to fight the good fight of faith. There's such pleasure and joy in loving God. Did you hear that? I want you to see it. Here we go. And after they had been in custody for some time, did you hear? God didn't do it right away. These guys was in prison. Joseph just walking around. Don't know that God is at work in his life. That is, it's getting close to the time. Read Isaiah chapter 60, verse 22. In time, God will bring it to pass. And so like this, God didn't give them a dream the first night they got in prison. It says after a while. It's after they had been in custody for some time. In other words, they've been there for a minute. Now it's God's time. Did you hear? It's God's time strategically to elevate Joseph. Did you hear? Want you to see it. Want you to hear. Check it out. Because I got something to say. Remember, whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind is on God's heart and mind as well. Check it out. It says, after they had been in custody for some time, that each of the two men, the cupbearer and the baker and the king of Egypt, who were being held in prison, had a dream that same night. And each dream had a meaning of its own. Did you? Two dreams, two different meanings. Understand? Genesis chapter 37, it all started with a dream. Know your boy Danny going off today. Got to talk about it. Check it out. When Joseph came to them the next morning, he saw that they were dejected. Did you hear it? So he asked the Pharaoh's officials who were in custody with him in his master's house. Why do you look so sad today? Could you imagine that? I want you to see that. Joseph is in prison and he's asking these guys, why are you so sad? Did you hear that? Why are you so sad? This is what Joseph is asking. Right there. In prison. Everybody should be sad, right? But not old Joseph because guess what? He don't know what God is doing, but he just believed in God, trusting God. Let me tell you something. Even in the pain and hurt, you got to trust God. Sometimes it hurts, man. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it can blow you away. Some of the stuff you hear and some of the stuff you see can upshake you and move you. Did you hear? Check it out. Here we go. They said this. We both had dreams. They answered, but there is no one to interpret them. Understand this. Joseph is a man who loves God. He's going to recognize. He's always going to speak on the glory of God. Hallelujah. Check it out. It says this. Then Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God. Tell me your dream. He never said it was about him. He said, tell me your dreams. It's God. In other words, understand this. Whatever God does in your life, I want you to testify to the people. Let people know it's God. Let the people know it's God moving in your life. Check it out. I want you to see it. Here we go. You got to know. Then Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God. Tell me your dreams. So here's person number one. Each dream has his own interpretation. Boy, Danny going off today. Won't you know what God has for you is for you. Ain't no devil can stop. And guess what? This boy is in prison. Did you hear that? He's in prison right now. Did you hear? It? He's in prison. But guess what? He got faith in God. You know, I'm telling myself, you got to love God. 
wherever you at. If you in the cellar, if you, I'm talking about you got no God love you, check it out. I want you to see it. Here you go. Verse number nine. So the chief cupbearer told Joseph his dreams. He said to him, in my dreams, I saw a vine in front of me. And on the vine were three branches. As soon as it budded, it blossomed. And its clusters ripened into grapes. And the Pharaoh cup was in my hand. And I took the grapes. And he said he squeezed them. Jesus said he squeezed them. So I squeezed them into the Pharaoh's cup and put the cup in his hand. Didn't understand the dream. Hallelujah. Well, let me tell you something. When God wants to do something, it's going to happen in this time. I know right now you got the phone call, you got the email, you got the letters in the mail, you got the threats. But God can step in and change that. Don't you give up on yourself. You continue to fight the good fight of faith. Keep continue trusting in God. Check it out. I want you to see it. Here we go. It says this. Okay. Here's Joseph. Because it's all about God. It ain't nothing to do with Joseph. This You're Not Alone podcast show is all about Jesus Christ. Got nothing to do with Danny Hampton. Got nothing to do with Christ. Dean Church is all about uplifting the name of Jesus Christ and letting people know that Jesus died for them and rose again on the third day. That's all that I do. I'm glorified. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Check it out. This is what it means. Joseph said to him, the three branches are three days. Within three days, the Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to the position and you will put the Pharaoh's cup in his hand, just as you used to. Here we go. Do when you were his cupbearer. Did you hear? Told him, hey, three days. Time. Say, so you got three more days to be up in here. But on that next day, that third day, when it happens, guess what? Jesus what? Said he was buried in the earth three days. Very nice. Did you hear? Told him you got three days. Always in there, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I want you to see it. Hallelujah. You understand? Let you know that Jesus is going to be in the earth three days, three nights, going to come back, be resurrected, going to stand before God. Check out what you see. Here we go. Now, verse 14. Check this out. I was, I was a real estate broker. And when I had went through Century 21, I was watching a video. As a real estate broker, this is one thing in one of the training tapes that I had watched in like 2003. There was this one guy. He was one of the lead real estate people at Century 21. And in the video, in the training, it says that whenever he sold a house, he always told the people, remember him when they got ready to sell a house. Let me tell you something. As a broker, what you want to do as a real estate broker is you want to have more listings. You want because the more listings you have, other people will sell the house for you because they're going to multiple listing services. Did you get it? So that's just a tad bit because, you know, uh, that's how, you know, you want to have more listings. So and this guy was considered to be, when I was doing real estate, that he was considered to be one of the best real estate persons in the United States because he would always tell people to remember. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is because I want you to see Genesis chapter 9, verse 14. Because if you see verse 14, you're going to see it. You're going to understand this. Joseph is going to say something to this guy because he told me three days. And, and, and this, is a, this, this, is, this, is, this is Joseph speaking. But this was Joseph. But when it all goes well with you, he said this, 
But when it all goes well with you, remember me and show me kindness and mention me to the Pharaoh and get me out of this prison. I was forcibly carried off from the land of the Hebrews. And even here, I have done nothing to deserve being put in the dungeon. Did you hear that? Now, as I said, when I was a real estate broker, one of the things that they said that a person can remember what you said up to five years, two or five years. And so Joseph told this guy, remember him when it goes well. In other words, guess what? It ain't going to go right away. Joseph still is learning because he's getting ready to go run a nation. So guess what? Understand this. He's going to still be there. going to spend some time there. Even at the interpreter's guy dream, because guess what? Guy's only going to celebrate himself. Let me tell you something. In the, in the book of Luke, it talks about these 10 lepers, right? And it says that when Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest, did you hear that? That the other man kept on going. They was being healed. But there was one who was a Samaritan. He turned around and worshiped Jesus Christ. Check it out. He about to get out and he going to forget about Joseph. Because guess what? Because he's going to be happy because he's going to be restored. But check it out. One thing about when you hear people in the Bible, does say the Lord, they tell you what God tell you. Understand this. A prophet in the Bible was someone who told the good and the bad. Did you hear that? Now, Joseph is going to have to give his other guy, guess what, some horrible news about his life. What God has for you, he has for you. Did you hear that part too? Here we go. When the chief baker, here we go, verse 16 saw that Joseph had given a favorable interpretation. He said to Joseph, I too had a dream. He excited. Three days, this guy saying, you're going to be out of here. Check it out. He said, on my head were three baskets of bread. In the top basket were all kind of baked goods for the Pharaoh. But the birds were eating them out of the basket on my head. He just knew, guess what? Man, I'm going to get restored. Check it out. Now, Joseph is going to tell him some horrible news. Check it out. This is what it means. I want you to see it. This is what Joseph said in verse 18. This is what it means. Joseph said, the three baskets are three days. Did you hear? It? Within three days, the Pharaoh will lift off your head. And impale your body on a pole. And the birds will eat away your flesh. He said, three days, you're going to die. Could you imagine that being the longest three days of that man's life? Knowing he going to die. Hoping it don't come to pass. Don't you think he's sorry he talked about that dream? Whoo, check it out. Now understand this. Now, on the third day, we know Jesus Christ died and rose again on the third day. Did you hear? That's what he did for you and me so that we can have life and have it more abundantly. Your boy Danny about to get up on out of here, but I just want to just let you know that God is fully in control. God knows what's going on. He ain't surprised by nothing. Did you hear that? He ain't surprised by nothing. I want you to see. Here you go. Now, the third day was the Pharaoh's birthday. Could you imagine this is birthday? This is this is the, the Pharaoh's birthday. Did you hear it? Now, the third day was the Pharaoh's birthday, and he gave a feast for all his officials, 
And he lifted up the head of the chief cupbearer and the chief baker in the presence of his officials. Did you understand this? He going to take, this is going to make him feel good on his birthday. Because in other words, you know, we don't know what the baker did. But whatever he did, it could have been he might have been trying to poison the king or something like that. He didn't know. So, hey, he had to take him up on out there. So he took him up on out there. Check it out. He restored the chief cupbearer to his position so that he once again put the cup in the pharaoh's hand. But he impelled the chief baker just as Joseph had said to them in his interpretation. Now, check it out. Let me tell you something. You know, Joseph, you know, I'm going to show you that it gets... Gets a little high for Joseph. Cause check this out. It says this: When tooth, here we go. The cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot about him. Did you hear that? Or that he forgot about him? But he didn't forget about him. I want you to understand. If you read Isaiah chapter sixty, verse twenty-two, God has a time frame for everything. Now, I'm going to go a little bit into, uh, for the sake of time, I'm going to go a little bit into Genesis 41. I wanted to let you know, like I said, when I was a real estate broker, watching the videotapes of the successful Century 21 men who had a whole bunch of listings and everything like that was because he was asking people to remember him. So I want you to let, let you know, hey, tell people to remember. Hallelujah. Check it out. Here we go. It says this in verse 1 in Genesis 41. When two full years had passed, the Pharaoh had a dream. Did you hear that? It was a dream. <laughs> Every time God dealt with Joseph and was going to elevate Joseph, it was going to be because of dreams. Let me tell you something. I'm, 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 I'm going to stop right there because I want, I want to say part three for you as we get into Genesis 41. And I'm, I'm going to share this with you because I want you to see how God speaks because I want you to know that God is a good God. God is a faithful God. I know sometimes it appears that life seems like nothing nothing is working the way that you hope that it worked. You might feel just beat up. You might feel just dismayed. You might feel like, hey, Danny, I've been praying. I've been seeking God, but it seems like nothing's going my way. But I want you to stay encouraged because God keeps his promise. What God has for you is for you. I'm coming back with part three about what God has for you. We're still going to be in the life of Joseph. Because I want you to see that in the process of time, God had, had did what he said he was going to do for Joseph. Now, I'm going to go to Numbers 12 because I want you to see just how God shows up and how God speaks. Now, understand this. Now, Miriam and Aaron are Joseph, I mean, are Moses' brother and sister. Now, they're going to talk about him behind his back. But guess who watching? Listen, I want you to see that God always sees. God is always listening. Check it out. Now, Mary and Aaron began to talk against Moses because of his Cushite wife, for he had married a Cushite. Has the Lord spoken only through Moses? They asked, has not he spoken through us? And the Lord heard it. Who heard it? God heard it. You don't think God hearing them coming against you? You don't think God know that they're coming against you? You think God don't hear it? Check it out. Moses is nowhere around. But I want you to see this because I just want to share this with you because I want you to see what the Bible says. And I'll tell you, Joseph was dealt with dreams. I want you to see it. Here we go. Now we're going to go down to verse three. Now Moses was very 
humble men. It says more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. Could you imagine Moses? He wrote, he had to write. Then he wrote the first five books of the Bible, the book of Job. Check it out. So he, he writes this because God told him to write. Because guess what? You know the story of Moses that, hey, they said he was a murderer. But because of the sake of time and growth of God, he became more humble and humble and humble. There was no one like him on the face of the earth. He didn't write this in arrogance. He wrote this because God wanted to let you know that God can change your heart. Hallelujah. Boy, you ought to be pumped up with me. You ought to be excited. You ought to be screaming for joy. Check it out. Here we go. At once the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Mary, come out to the tent meeting. All three of you. So the three of them went out. Then the Lord came down in a pillar of a cloud. He stood at the entrance to the tent and summons Aaron, Miriam. When the two of them stepped forward, he said, listen to my words. Won't you see? God dealt with Joseph Green. Tell you how God deals with people. He says this. He says, when there's a prophet among you, I, the Lord, revealed myself to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. But this is what God says about Moses. Understand this. Moses is a peculiar treasure to God. He's a prototype of Christ in the Old Testament. Someone who's going to lead the people out of bondage. Jesus Christ goes to the cross for you and me. Did you add? So that he can restore us back into right relationships as children of God. Check it out. He says this, I speak to them in dreams, but this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him, I speak face to face, clear and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Boy, I got a good vote now. Oh boy, that app going off. Let me tell you something. God used dreams for Joseph. And regardless what was going on around him, all kind of melee, all kind of nonsense. But it was going to never not stop God for his purpose and plan for his life. I know y'all heard me said about uh, Isaiah 60, verse 22. I want you to know that where you at right now, that situation can change. I know you get bad news. Old Danny Ham get bad news all the time. Let me tell you something. Being a pastor... Trying to plant a church in the city of Chicago. That's all God. It got nothing to do with me. It's me trusting God. Guess what? Some days good days. Some days are bad days. Did you get it? But you got to keep on believing. Keep on trusting and not giving up. You got to keep on believing and not giving up. Trusting in the name of the Lord. Let me tell you something. You got to know that God got you. Even when it appears that it's falling apart. Now, here we go. Isaiah 60, 22. Then I'm going to get up on out of here. The least of you will become a thousand. Did you hear that? So that means you can be this small. He said the least of you will become a thousand. The smallest, a mighty nation. I am the Lord. In time, I would do this swiftly. Understand this. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask and think. Boy, Danny got to get up on out of here. I want to tell you I love you. I'm praying for you. Stay encouraged. Understand this. God has you in the palm of his hand. 
Let's close in prayer. Oh, precious Father, in my name, your son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for the action. Bless your children all around the world today, Father, as they continue to trust you and lead not to their own understanding. They acknowledge you in all their ways, Father, that you would bless and protect them, Father, because you are the great I am. We love you. We thank you for the great sacrifice on Calvary, Father. I ask you, Father, that you would turn the persecutors into believers, that you would make them see you, and that they would love your people and become children of God. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. I want to tell you I love you. Your boy Danny, I want to tell you, stay encouraged because God loves you. He sent his only begotten son in the world for you because he loves you that much. Bye-bye.